This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. We don't measure our success only in terms of how much money we bring in. We measure our success in terms of our impact. Remember Acorn? I don't think I raised a single dollar off that. I had a stack of media coverage to the ceiling. We measure our success in terms of what we produce, not just in terms of our wallets. That was a pretty fundamental conflict I felt. The day prior, I had informed him in front of his colleagues that he, if he wasn't willing to follow my lead, he'd be shown the door. I tried to deal with it privately, but I was unsuccessful, and the disagreement boiled over publicly in a staff meeting. The next day, this individual refused to resign, so I fired him. Later that same day, that's Feb Thursday, February 2nd, a few days after the 50 million viewed Pfizer videos, I was informed by a different officer of Project Veritas that he would go to the board in a few hours from that moment and have an emergency vote to restructure this company receiving an agenda in my email while I was sitting on an airplane tarmac with the doors closing, the, the meeting was scheduled for the moment that my plane landed in Nashville. It became clear to me in that moment, I would be removed from my position at Project Veritas by the time I landed at my destination. I bet you didn't know that. I have a copy of the, the emergency meeting here for you guys to take a look at. It's, it's in writing. You could read it. You don't have to be there. You can read the minutes. They're official board minutes. They're written by a lawyer. My first question on the phone to this guy, my colleague, as I was staring at this agenda when the stewardess was asking me to get off the phone, was, quote, what are we going to tell our supporters if I'm removed from my position? I think that's the first question. I haven't had a hundred questions, but that was the first one. My colleague, who is an officer of Project Veritas, responded by saying our supporters wouldn't have to find out. Mm. Sounds like something you would get in the Claire McCaskill campaign. <laughs> it sounds like something you'd it sounds like something you would expose. I was so shocked by this, and again, the stewardess was asking me to get off the phone. I was in I, I guess you could say that I was in a state of complete shock. How would our supporters not be informed of such an enormous thing? It was a lapse in judgment so severe that it was itself a fireable offense to make a statement like that. It was a lapse in judgment so severe, it was, it was impossible to hide my removal from my position at Veritas to anybody. As the CEO and chief fundraiser, I have to explain the context of my role to thousands of people 300 days a year on the road while soliciting them for funds so that I can pay you. And I knew many of our supporters and donors would not like that change. If I was removed from the chief decision maker at the organization I founded, I share who we are, our vision, our structure, our strategy with everybody. In fact, hiding something so fundamental from people is something that we stand against in principle. 
particularly with the amount of scrutiny that we're under. The doors closed, the plane took off, but somehow over the next few hours, I was able to convince the board to push this emergency meeting to that Monday, February the 6th. The very next day, and this is where things gets really bizarre. So fasten your seatbelts. The very next day on Friday, this is now Friday, February 3rd, a board member reached out to one of our journalists and stated, quote, you get a raise if there is a restructure without James O'Keefe at Project Veritas. I have a copy of the text message and I'll give it to all of you. I redacted the name of the journalist. The board member deleted the message, but not before our journalist took screenshots. Good job, journalist. Yeah. <laughs> On Sunday, February 5th, now that's Sunday, two days after the Friday, a board member requested my presence at his home. He informed me, quote, you had nothing to do, James, with this Pfizer story, unquote. Perplexed by this, I took out my iPad and showed him a video of myself confronting the Pfizer executive, which had 11 million views on YouTube. He responded, quote, but that was after the undercover video had already been done, unquote. I pointed out that the brave journalist, and many of you know who this person is, I'm not gonna name anyone, who recorded the interaction was someone that I had to sit down over a year prior, remember, over dinner, for hours, talking off the proverbial ledge insisting he take the long, arduous road to get the story about Pfizer, and indeed he did. The board member responding to me saying that said he did not know that and admitted that another board member was persuading him to the contrary. In the meeting, that's now the, we're fast forwarding to Monday two weeks ago, on the 6th, I offered an apology letter to the board for my tone of voice in the office at the leadership meeting the week before that I intended to also share that apology for my tone of voice with our staff. But the board refused to accept my apology, nor believe that it was sincere. They also did not support my sending it to the staff. I imagine many of you didn't even know that I drafted an apology. Then I was subject to a six and a half hour listing of grievances, which included taking black cars to meetings. I don't know the significance of the color of the vehicle. And taking a few charter jets over the years to pack multiple PV meetings in a day. One of those jets, I think we had a meeting in New York, Wisconsin, and California in the same day, and it, and it raised $2 million. But the revenue part was omitted. There was also some truly bizarre grievances, including my failure to record audio in one encounter at a bar in upstate New York and an allegation that I stole a pregnant woman's sandwich in federal court. There were also discussions from a few staffers with donors in the boardroom. Donors were listening to some of this, and some of these were sent directly to donors without my consent. Donors who have no knowledge of my personal life and have no business asking questions about my personal life about girls I've dated in the past. A fundraising colleague relayed, and again, this is gonna start getting really strange, but I'm, this, this board meeting was video recorded 
We'll get to that in a minute. A fundraising staffer relayed, quote, concerns about my behaviors regarding videos where I, quote, literally chased a Twitter executive around New York. By acclamation from all of you in 2022, that video about the Twitter chase was one of the most successful videos. But yet, your colleagues in a boardroom were expressing concerns about it. Every board member previously communicated their love of that video, but none pushed back in that moment when the staffer criticized it. Why? The attacks were so severe against me personally in that boardroom, and again, this is all video recorded, and I suggest that you ask for that. I will not provide that to you. This, the attacks were so severe that one board member asked, quote, is there anything James O'Keefe is good at? That's what your board member said. Oh, and by the way, this meeting was video recorded. I'm gonna keep saying that. You may wanna ask existing board members if they wanna share that entire video with you. I suggest you request the entire seven hour or so video to see for yourself what actually happened. You don't have to have been there. You simply need to watch the video and hear all of the testimony. After the six hours, I was asked what I had to say for myself. I was given about 10 seconds to respond, and then I was dismissed. Then, and I'm reading from board minutes drafted by lawyers who are taking a record of what the board members said and did, a vote was called to strip me of all of my authority and decision-making at this organization for half a year. That's 180 days. Again, it's in the board minutes. You'll have a copy of it. It says, quote, the CEO's ability to make these decisions suspended for 180 days with such power transferred to the executive director. The executive director reports to the board. The CEO is placed on leave for two weeks and the CEO's access to donors is restricted. So I can't talk to donors. I can't raise money. Let's see. Okay. My first Question, before I was dismissed, I asked how the remaining team will manage the company and what the plan was. That's something you, you had said, what's the plan? But they didn't provide one. It was clear they didn't actually have one. And then I was dismissed. So I went off the grid as requested. Went hiking with Kennedy in the mountains. Within a few days of going off the grid, I started receiving missed calls and texts from the same board members and officers who demanded I be gone. They informed the staff that they're waiting to hear from me. I found that odd. There was a corporate resolution demanding that I be gone for two weeks. I was a little worried about violating the corporate resolution, <laughs> wouldn't you? This was while I was commanded by a motion of a board to be literally gone on paid leave for two weeks. And then an officer at Project Veritas took a screenshot of my red receipts of text messages and distributed them to you saying, quote, you owe your team a response, please allow communication. This was during the time when I was required by the board to be gone. Then, going to get stranger. Then, and again, I'm going to give you copies of all this. Then, on February 10th, you guys don't know what I'm about to tell you. Another board meeting occurred. Again, I'm gone. 
with the meeting's minutes reflecting that they had indefinitely suspended me from the board, by this time they had stripped me of all of my authority as CEO. During the time I was on leave, they kicked me off the board. So I can't be a CEO if I have no authority. I can't make any decisions. I'm not allowed to access any donor names. I wasn't even sure what my job was or if I even had a job. Right now, I actually don't. I'm not sure what my job here is. In the board minutes, it says that I no longer have a paycheck and I'm indefinitely suspended from this organization. When I left the office, and this is where I'm gonna get emotional, so please forgive me. When I left the office on February 6th after being stripped of all my authority, I saw my father and gave him a hug, realizing just how honest and real of a man he is. Both my parents are as genuine and down to earth as a son could ever have. It's true you never really know someone until you go through hell with them. You see, back in the carriage house 13 years ago, the feds would come to my home to make sure that I was inside my house administering random drug tests and rifling through my expenses to make sure I wasn't lying about the strawberry ice cream I bought at 7-Eleven. I didn't have any money, but they went through my debit card statements and tried to get me to sign things to prove I wasn't lying. There were federal agents showing up at my parents' house. There were no donors. There were no supporters. And I was not trending on Twitter. My father went through this hell with me and stood up to those bullies on the front lawn and told them to stop harassing our family. And at that point, that's all I had was him. I was otherwise completely alone. I will never forget that. Now the good news, we're no longer alone. We have millions of Americans who do, who also know who I am. In fact, sorry. In fact, you have, and we all have watched their overwhelming support. They see the truth. They know who I am. I also know many of you know who I am, and you know what's right, right? You know, you, you're, you're, you're people of principle here, people in this room, and this now may be your moment of truth. You're in the war room. We stand with James O'Keefe, and we'll be back in a moment. Despite the U.S. blowing through $31.4 trillion debt ceiling in January, the leftist White House still refuses to reduce spending. While our national leadership has buried their heads in the sand, when it comes to fiscal responsibility, it's time to pull yours out. Think about this. To dig our country out of this mountain of debt, Every single taxpayer in America would have to write a check for $247,000, and it's only going to get worse. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold. In times of high uncertainty and instability, gold is king because it's dependable. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, that's B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and then talk to one of our precious metals specialists. Protect yourself with gold today. 
by texting Bannon to 989898. That's Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today to get your free info kit. Take action. Use your agency. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, I uh, want to bring in now Dr. Peter Navarro. Doctor, we got a whole uh, uh, thing to do with you on Ukraine, China, all of it. Before I get to that, your thoughts on the, uh, on the James O'Keefe of it all. James O'Keefe, Steve, is in my judgment an American hero. And whatever's going on, we need to get to the bottom of it. Uh, something is rotten, as they say, in Denmark. And... Somebody in special interest land clearly got a hold of that board. For Mr. O'Keefe himself, I hope he takes every single donor from Project Veritas and is up and running within 30 days with another similar effort and brings as many of the good people over at Project Veritas who work for him with him. That would be my dream scenario. In the meantime, we get to the bottom of this and hold those people on that board accountable. There's no way to treat a man who has exposed the kind of corruption in this country that James O'Keefe has like that. That is just, it's just, it just, I mean, I think everybody, everybody in the posse wants to know what the hell is going on here. But that man is a hero, Steve. Yeah, no, we've got Ed Dowd on about these uh, the sudden death situation, the the stats in back of it in the second hour with Mike Adams from Natural News. I got to tell you, Peter, we're not conspiracy theories here. We always keep up here. There's no conspiracy, no coincidence. I can't believe, I just can't believe that the situation with Pfizer and and the magnificent hit that they did on Pfizer is somehow unrelated. This happened at the same time, yeah, well, I agree. and no one. No one that had anything to do with O'Keefe being terminated at Veritas will ever have anything to do with the war room. This is this is going to be war. James O'Keefe. I, is a Steve, I want that. I want that video. Built. I want that seven-hour video live streamed on Getter. There's no reason why that should of be the held board, back. Yeah. Let's figure out. Let's figure out who these people are on that board, and let's let's put Natalie Winters. On their tail, okay. She'll <laughs> no, get to the. She'll figure. No, I'm serious. You know, go. I mean, she is. No, you don't I think the first thing you would do is do put the ass, the right? board meeting. Yeah, she, no, she goes no. and looks she's, at every she's board tough. member, the interlocking directors. She's tough. If Bing Farmer yeah. shows up, she'll find it. She'll find it. But this is just. I love it. This this is not. I love uh, that idea. I'll right. get to James. I love the idea. I love the idea of us streaming that seven hour board meeting and to get all the yes. war and posse to comment on that. Yes. Um. I've got Todd Benzman coming. Let me go ahead and play your call. We got you know, a lo- that's, that's, that's Natalie's thing. Find out the interlocking well, relationship. Yeah. So six yeah. degrees of separation well, between those board members some, and the Pfizer board or whoever it is. Somebody's behind this. This just didn't happen. You, you, don't, you don't have the... You don't have... You don't have... You don't have... The hit of of Pfizer, which what did he saying that it got I don't know forty or fifty million views or some incredible amount of yeah. views, and at the same time then have this happen oh, out of nowhere. Yeah. It looks like yeah. for no reason. No, no, hasn't been a reason. No yet. conspiracies, but no coincidences. And, and, and people don't understand what O'Keefe. That there are conspiracies. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> O'Keefe, what O'Keefe does, what o- yes. what O'Keefe does is so hard. You know, I've known him since uh, since Acorn when Andrew Breitbart helped launch it. Him, what? Oh, James Jeez. O'Keefe and his growth has been incredible. Think about from Acorn all the way to what he just did on Pfizer and the and the convergence of of his work on Pfizer and Naomi Wolf's work with the War Room Posse me. with the with the just with me. the. Uh, with the with the documents have been this has been the converging factor on on Pfizer, which we're going to get congressional hearings out of and all of it. Anyway, if you want to make any progress with the Americans, don't send Tiger Yang. That guy is not a diplomat. He is simply a loudmouth martinet. I know this firsthand as after the 2016 election and during the transition, Steve Bannon and I, along with Jared Kushner, sat down with Tiger Yang and several other Chinese diplomats for a negotiating session. When Yang tried that crap with us, we shut him right down. Memo to the Biden regime. It is time to decouple economically and politically from communist China. I am reminded here of the Vietnam War when communist China was the arsenal of authoritarianism for Ho Chi Minh. We let communist China get away with that then, and tens of thousands of American lives were lost from weapons made in China, and many of our planes were downed over the skies of Hanoi by Chinese, and yes, Russian, missile batteries. Are we really going to let communist China get away with that kind of surrogate war behavior again? Now we are in a situation where tensions continue to rise between the U.S. and Russia as Joe Biden empties out America's weapons arsenals and ships those weapons to Ukraine and then raises what he calls America's defense spending. It's not America's defense spending at all. Rather, we are spending tens of billions of dollars to defend Ukraine's eastern border, even as we spend nothing to stop the invasion of literally millions of illegal aliens on our southern border. Meanwhile, communist China is actively flirting with arming the Russians in a quid pro quo. In their view, how could the Americans protest if they are going to do the same thing to arm Zelensky in Ukraine? By, by the way, so the um, the Chinese are in Moscow right now. Tomorrow is going to be Putin's, his equivalent yeah. of the State of the Union. Yeah. Uh, and Zelensky had just said, we just posted on Getter, and I'm trying to get Ben Harnwell in Rome to join us in the 6 o'clock hour for a couple of minutes. Zelensky just said, wait for it, that if those two work together, it's the beginning of the Third World War. I think Zelensky's comm guys are, are just lifting right off the, the worm. Of, the they've world. already been yeah. working for a year. Navarre, yeah. this is what you got. They, they've been working since the yeah. Olympics when they came out and said we have an unlimited strategic partnership. Peter Navarre. Yeah, yeah. that cold open, Steve, was from my, uh, my daily Taking Back Trump's America podcast. It's on Apple and Google Podcasts. And what, what I try to do every day is, is give you a quick, solid seven to ten minutes of, of what's going on. And you and I both love history here. And it's, it, it doesn't escape either one of us that the chai were arming Vietnam, North Vietnam and, and the Viet Cong, and it was the weapons from China that killed Americans, just as they did it in the Korean War. The Chinese communists have been killing Americans for a very, very long time. And if they start arming the Russians, and Biden keeps doing what he's doing, draining our arsenal of democracy to fight over in Ukraine, 
it's nothing but a, another proxy war uh, that we're fighting with the Chinese. I mean, how many times do we have to learn this friggin' lesson? Steve, we need to protect our southern border, and we need to use our tax dollars at home and our own defense. And, and that's the lesson. And it's like uh, nobody apparently in the Biden regime pays any attention whatsoever to history. I think they do, Peter. I think there's something deeper. I think this is why President Trump's announced he's going to uh, East Palestine, Ohio on Wednesday. Yes. Biden's in yes. Kiev. It's the tale of two cities. But a lot of yes. conservatives have been saying, well, what about the southern border? They don't even respond. We're going to have Todd Benzman yes. in studio here in a minute. But, yes. Peter, to, to my point, they don't care. They're in your grill now. So you understand that the, the war is against the administrative state here domestically. And this third world war that's building on the Eurasian landmass, Dr. Navarro. And, and what's interesting, again, what I try to do is tie together seemingly unrelated things. In the, in the Taking Back Trump's American podcast, uh, I note that there's really this looming fertilizer crisis, Steve. I mean, we think we're like the, the, uh, the farmland superpower around the world, but our Achilles heel is that the one thing crops need besides water the most is fertilizer. And I go through the stats, uh, you get uh, nitrogen, phosphate, and potash. That's the three things that you need um, to get your crops fertilized. China is the world leader. China, communist China, is the world leader um, in, in both phosphate uh, and nitrogen. And Russia is like close to number two in potash, and they're getting together, doing their thing. And so this Ukraine war, it's driving up the price of eggs and vegetables and meat for the American people. That's Joe Biden's doing. Here's the thing. There's a beautiful line, Steve, in President Trump's 2016 jobs plan speech about how everything that's going on is a politician-made disaster. It was in the inauguration speech as well. That's what we have here, Steve. This is everything that's happening to us is the fault of people like Joe Biden and Pete Buttigieg and the people, the, the, the Millies at, at the Pentagon who were given the bad advice about I mean, these, the, the, as you said in the morning show, Steve, elect, elections have consequences, stolen elections have catastrophic consequences. The catastrophic consequences now is communist China aligning with Russia, as you point out in the morning show, Iran's going to come in and align with Saudi Arabia. So you got the Eurasian landmass and the whole Middle East aligning against Joe Biden's America. Yep. Don't want to live in that world. And it's, it's just one bad mistake after. And look, it's the deplorables. It's the Trump deplorables. They're the ones that are always the taking yep. in the shorts. They're the ones, Steve, that go fight the wars. They're the ones who pay higher taxes in the form of inflation as their real wages go down. They're the ones who see the foreclosures and, and, and the rent spike because friggin' hedge fund managers are going out and buying up all the apartment buildings. Trump's yeah. America. That's what I'm trying to get back to. Taking back Pe Trump's America. It's a podcast, a book, and what my Pe mission is, Steve, going right to November of 2024. Because if we don't yeah. turn this around, it's over. Amen. It's over, brother. It's over. The new Secretary of Treasury, P Peter Navarro, is definitely over. Real quickly, uh, your handle, a uh, social media handle, real quick. Yeah, Getter, uh, Twitter, Real P. Navarro, True Social, Peter Navarro, Apple, Google Podcast, Taking Back Trump's America. Let's drive that thing up. 
to uh, in the top 20 now. Okay, brother. Dr. Peter Navarro, the hot new podcast, 7 to 10 minutes, quick and dirty. Dr. Navarro, thank you. Todd Benzman's in the house next in the war room. Let's take down the CCP. Friends, with so much chaos and danger in the world these days, I highly recommend you stock up on emergency food right away. Let's face it. You're going to need this food, and now is the time to get it before it's too late. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and stock up on their popular three-month emergency food kit. When you do, you'll get $200 worth of survival gear as a free bonus. You need this gear when things fall apart or the grid goes down or any time you might have to fend for yourself. To see everything you'll get, go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Your $200 bonus gift comes free with each three-month emergency food kit you order. That way, everybody in your family can be prepared. But hurry, this offer won't last forever. Check this off your list and sleep better knowing your family won't suffer if the worst-case scenario ever happens. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and score free shipping too. MyPatriotSupply.com. Take action. Do it today. Your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. We're very honored to have Todd Benz. I asked Todd to come over. He's got a big event tomorrow at the National Press Club about the launch of the new book. But, okay, Biden's over in, uh, in Ukraine. This is a tale of two cities. You know, nobody in his administration has gone to uh, East Palestine, Ohio. But the criticism he's getting is that he talked about the sovereignty and territorial integrity of Ukraine. And people are lighting him up about the sovereignty and territorial integrity of the United States of America on the southern border. Do we have, and the reason I asked you to come over here because you're the expert, do we have control of the southern border? Do we have, the, do we have territorial integrity on the southern border of our country, sir? The, the least I've ever seen it in all the years I've been watching that border uh, they, it has changed recently because they have run a new pipeline under the rug where you can't see it, where nobody can see it. But trust me, as many people are crossing in uh, into the United States as they were before, they're just being redirected into this secret pipeline. Uh, thousands of them are actually flying from foreign airports into our interior airports. You can't see this at all, but they are coming in. Uh, and the runner situation is out of control uh, because a lot of the uh, illegals are not qualifying for this new under-the-rug pipeline thing that they've come up with. So they're running. Uh, or they don't want to wait. In Mexico, the lines for this the thing. The humanitarian parole. Humanitarian parole. You're the first yeah. one to nail that. The humanitarian parole, X amount or not, and they know – there's going to be a tough shot to get in, so they're run. They're guys trying to cross uh, completely illegally. In other words, not checking with anybody. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, there is a. Uh, I'm I'm hearing from sources. I haven't been down there yet, but I am hearing from sources that they are running and gunning everywhere, uh, especially in South Texas and in the El Paso sector, Arizona east of Tucson. Uh, I talked to um, some Border Patrol officials out there just the other day. Uh, who were describing just pandemonium. Every other vehicle's got uh, illegals in it uh, because they don't want to wait in that Mexico situation or they, if they try, they're not going to qualify for it or whatever, and they know it because they've got criminal history in the U.S. 
So there is there is that part of the border, but then there are other sections where they give up the the remember there there were tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands used to just give up. Well now they're waiting in Mexico. Um so there is a little bit more appearance of order, but they're all coming in. Everybody gets in. Everybody gets in. That's the thing to remember here. And they will be illegal a year or two from now when they're when their tickets run up. So so the the total number of illegals living inside the United States is just jacked up. It's going to go way up. The book title is uh, Overrun, right? It's the it's Overrun, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. History. And is the is intention, that. you know everybody worth knowing in regards to, to the border, whether it's Border Patrol, people down there. This has been your beat for a long time. You were Texas. People don't realize you were DPS Texas intelligence. DPS. Intelligence. Yep branch. You, so you've been at this a long time. Is there any doubt in your mind that this is being done consciously by the Biden regime to effectuate something? Let's leave that off for a second. But th- this is a conscious decision. This just didn't happen. It's incredibly purposeful. This is intentional. They know exactly what they're doing. They've been fighting internally about what they're doing. That's how we know for sure. Uh, there's good reporting. My book's got a whole chapter called White House Insurgency, where some of the moderates tried to seize back control of the portfolio, the immigration portfolio. They, they know damn well what they're doing, and they like it and want it. You they mean the like radicals, the moderate, quote-unquote moderates, try to take it back for political reasons about That's how right. bad it is. That's right. And how the American people are, are against this, even Democrats are against this. Yes. And Hispanic Americans are against yes, this. Yes, they failed. They've, their battle, their war failed. And the why was that? Why did the radicals win? I don't. I don't fully know the the story. We need to like. I need. I need Ron Klein to call me right now. But and Susan Price, uh, those Rice, guys. Rice, Rice, Rice. I'm yes. sorry. If, if I could get a hold of those guys, we'd have the full story. But um, in the she's end, she's from more of the radical group, and and claim is from more of the moderate group. Well, they're both kind of moderate compared to these guys. These other guys that are in there. But when you the, say Susan Rice is a moderate, that I'll tell you. Just told me everything yeah, right, I need exactly. to know. Everything I need to know. One of those radical people in America. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, but but I my specu my informed speculation is that Alejandro Mayorkas intervened in a in a power vacuum of Joe Biden, sort of not quite being there uh, mentally, or um, like I, I I'm not a doctor, but I don't I think that there's a power vacuum in. Mayorkas took advantage, and Mayorkas is from that far, far left fringe. I call it the uh, migrant advocacy industrial complex. These are the guys, the NGOs that are making hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars off of this thing. He's from that world, and he is the man. Uh, He uh, reinforced all of these laws and made sure – I mean all of these uh, – uh, bogus policies that they just the work on. the workarounds from the law the workarounds from the law uh, he's the one that has put those into place he's uh, 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 he's an architect of those things he's the one who went down to the Darien Gap and made the short route with the Panamanians which I reported months and months ago like last year and he's the one that made the short route from uh, through Mexico southern Mexico to cut a deal Blinken. Also, he and Blinken went down there, 
And uh, I believe that he just sort of overrode the moderates inside the White House. We've got a whole chapter on. So he there's no doubt in your mind, given how he did the workaround on the on the law, that his um, impeachment is fully justified and they'll show the evidence to that. I believe that that he has broken the constitutional requirement as the senior law enforcement officer in this country and in the executive branch to make sure that they follow congressional will. That's a, that's in the Constitution, and they're not doing that on purpose. Because of, because of the laws. They know that they're not doing it. And if if somebody wants to do impeachment, and I think that they're moving toward that, I don't know how much support there is. I think it would be obviously with a, a, a split in the chambers – you know, it can only go so far, but I think it's useful. But the senators will have a tough time. They'll e- have to go on record. The John Testers and these guys will have a tough time voting against that if it if it comes up. They'll have to go on record one way or another. But I how did he? The question that begs the question: Why was his uh, nomination not fought harder in the Senate by by McConnell and these guys? I think there might have been a sense of, hey, let's try to finally, you know, work together and be um, the bipartisanship, bipartisanship stuff. stuff. And they let a radical who's the most radical you've ever seen. He has a lot of problems. He's got ethical problems, too. I wrote a huge piece on him when he was nominated, uh, when he was a U.S. attorney out in California. Uh, he was doing favors uh, for um, friends who were in prison of powerful Democrats. When he was the head of the U.S. CIS, he um, also overrode uh, rejections of the EB-5 visas for, uh, those are the business, yeah. uh, business visas for Hollywood moguls. By your way. Right. He overrode those uh, one after another. He did a lot of those for powerful Democratic figures. Yeah, we try to shut that down, all of it. Right. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't. He didn't. But I mean, all of this to me is um, grist for the mill. The other thing is the fentanyl. Why is it on this in this regime? Is the fentanyl now obviously out of control? Is it because of the demographic that fentanyl basically hits and kills, or why? Why is this situation? You, you hear more talk about it than ever. The cartels are making more money than ever. It's getting worse than ever. How can it be getting worse when it's supposed to be all this attention on it? Well, first of all, drug trafficking of all kinds is what what we call in Homeland Security a wicked problem. Uh, Even in the best of times when Trump was in office, when Republicans are doing the right thing on the border, it's tough. I think it it gets a lot worse when you have no control over the border, when you have no operational control of any sort. But the issue with fentanyl, in my view, really is it's, it's not like the administration is doing nothing. They are doing some things with respect to the precursor drugs diplomatically with China and India and some of the others. The problem is that it's not un- what they're doing is not universally applied to the whole su- supply chain. And it gets manufactured. There are these pill mills in Mexico, and they're just letting the Mexicans off the hook. Just letting them off the hook. Uh, nobody knows why they're doing that. Maybe they're. Well, they must be on the payroll. There's got to be money. There's I mean, look, you know, this is things just don't happen. Also, like you know, right? Obrador, Lopez Obrador down there is a, a, a hugs, not bullets kind of guy uh, in the to start with. So even if we I mean, we just don't 
we don't twist Mexican arms like the Trump people did. For the Border Patrol, the people on the border and the people working this problem every day and getting overrun, when they see all the attention, they see Biden flying in to Ukraine and promising $500 million and billions more of AIDS. And the one thing, he, if he comes to the border for, for an hour, it's some stage thing, then he's right out. What, what is the attitude and the morale of people that have to deal with this problem? Oh, man, it is just, I've never seen it. Never seen so much anger. I spent a lot of time with those guys. Um, those are those are um, salt of the earth, frontline defenders. I just love and respect the Border Patrol, and everybody should. Uh, and they are furious. They have been furious for two years straight. Uh, they're they're losing them left and right. Uh, a lot of attrition going on. Uh, because they don't feel like this administration backs them. There have been too many, I mean, the whole horse thing with the, at the Del Rio camp right. and you know, stuff like that, man, they don't forget. The lariats. Uh, Mallorca shows up at, at their things wearing a Border Patrol uniform with a badge, it. and it's just it. like, what What are you doing, sir? Take that off. You didn't earn that. Wow. That kind of stuff. I mean, really, you know, no no friends down there on the border. We've got a couple of minutes. Tomorrow's a big event for you. What's the event? We're going to be covering it. What's the event? And then tell us about the book. Okay, so tomorrow the book releases. Finally, you and I have been talking yeah. about it for months. I appreciate that. And um, I love it's the book. finally out uh, tomorrow in bookstores and Center for Immigration Studies, which um, supported me in the writing of this thing and all the reporting, sent me down there, paid the bills and all that. That's great. We're having a... Um, a national press club rollout for this, but it's not just uh, buy my book, buy my book. I've got great co-panelists that are going to be at the event tomorrow morning at 930. Chuck Holton, uh, who uh, lives and breathes yeah. Darien Gap. Yeah, Michael uh, Young's yeah, man. based down there. Yeah. In, uh, we, he and I have traveled together a lot down on the trails. And Charlotte Culberson of the yeah. Epic Times, who lives in Brackettville, Texas. Yeah, she's amazing. Right. And remember I told you about all the runners and gotaways? Yeah. She's, she's in the middle of that. Yeah, she's incredible. Yeah, she's in the well, middle of that. We'll pick that. We'll, it's yeah. it's streamed. We'll pick it up to start the show tomorrow. We start at 10. Uh, fantastic. The book is amazing. Thank Only you. you could write it. Thank you. Uh, it is, uh, and it's neat now more than ever because if people think we're just going to lay down and just, uh, and, and, and just have Biden steamroll us. You're absolutely incorrect about this. If you don't secure the southern border, we don't have a nation. You agree with that, Todd Bensman? Totally. That is a basic issue of sovereignty, national sovereignty. The Todd Bensman (laughs) in the war room tomorrow, the launch of the book at the National Press Club, big event. Todd, thank you so much. We'll pick it up tomorrow. Okay, we're going to go to Asbury, Kentucky, Asbury University in Wellmore, Kentucky. Ben Burkwam, Real America's Voice, Ben Burkwam is there. At the Ashbury Revival. We'll be back in just a moment. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. 
iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter iTargetPro.com. That's iTargetPro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. New social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. So you guys are from San Diego. That's right, San Diego. Mm-hmm. And we're from Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, not too far, a little further. From from Brazil. I'm in from Brazil. I am from Brazil. And where are you from? I'm from Lagrange, Kentucky. Like I just took a <laughs> I just came here. I love it. <laughs> where are you from, sir? Uh, New Albany, Indiana. Charlie Condiff, where are you from? Uh, Russell Spring. Where are you from? Ecuador. Ecuador. Yeah. Come on now. So Hayden, where are you from? I'm from Kentucky, Elizabethtown. Yeah. Okay. Where are you guys from? I'm sorry to interrupt. Ukraine. Come on now. Where are you from? Indiana. Indiana, okay. Peru? So she, she just came from Peru. Amazing. I just picked up her from the airport and bring her here from Columbus, Ohio. We're coming from Ohio. Okay, welcome. We're going to go to Ben Burkwam, Real America's Voice. He's out there at the Ashbury University Revival. Uh, ben, you've got Lindy Ann Hopley, uh, one of the pastors and preachers out there. Uh, walk, put us in the room. What's going on? What's the latest? Well, you know, it's, it's an amazing thing. You saw that, that little intro uh, with all the people from all over the world. This is a, a global phenomenon now. And, and to me, it really is just it's showing the hunger of people for the Lord. There's so much darkness. And you just had Todd Benzman on talking about the border and sovereignty and the cartels owning Joe Biden and the left and all of this stuff while Joe's over there in, in Ukraine ignoring what's happening in Ohio. All of it's connected. Uh, but Lindy Ann, you're out here. You, you run beautiful uh, witness ministries. And this is talk to us about what's happening what this means to you and what it should mean to the audience. What do you want to see God do here? This is so exciting because this is what we have been praying for. I mean, all around the world, we know it's revival or bust. I mean, and revival is when the dead comes back to life. And America especially has looked pretty dead. And, you know, the enemy has just been overplaying his card and really showcasing his, um, you know, at the Grammys, we saw like dressed up like Satan and this and that. And what's so beautiful, Bob Jones, the prophet, had prophesied that when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl and there will be a revival comes out. And he actually passed away on Valentine's Day. Now in the week mm. of the Chiefs winning, Valentine's happening, a revival breaks out. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not the only thing. I came here three years ago. I was going to come for 20 days to America. God started giving me prophetic dreams about revival come to America. And he said, Linian, you have to stay. You're here for such a time as this. And I'm just one of thousands that have heard the Lord's voice. And this is so crazy because Gen Z has been under so much attack. If anyone we thought was the lost generation was going to be them, not for our God, nothing is impossible. Right now, now there are lines of young people lining up. There has been, yesterday 20, um, at 10 a.m., there were already 25,000 people here. Never mind um, all the hundreds of thousands that have been here right through the whole thing. So it's just incredible what God is doing. You can't make this stuff up. His name is exalted. He's drawing all men unto himself. And it is just phenomenal. And people just don't stop worshiping. I got in bed 3.30 last night, 4.30 the night before. I mean, 
was, you're just like, we're so hungry. We stood in line. I stood in line three and a half hours in snow. I it's mean, amazing. it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. And that, and that's the whole idea, Steve. It's that this is, this is the, a, a spark of something, something much bigger that the world needs. And especially this generation needs. Ben, 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 the where does it go from here? Is it going to stay active at the, at the university? Is it spreading to other colleges? Because we know people all over the world are coming. Where does it go from here? Uh, Lindy Ann, I know you just lost some comms there, but so the question is, where uh, Steve is asking is, where does it go from here? What do you see happening going forward, and, and uh, where do you see the Lord taking this? You know what's crazy? This revival started on Wednesday. Sunday, all around America and around the world, people started having a breakout in their churches. Pastors, I was talking to pastors here, they said... Sunday in our church, something just broke out. Mm. Things just started happening. We saw Daniel Kalina from CFAN, huge ministry. They said they already started something in their church. And some people didn't even know about this revival. And so I don't know, chicken and egg, God just kind of moving. But it's like something just started sparking all around the world. We had news of 20 other revivals breaking out in just a few days. Different universities, the same thing happening. Campuses, youth just going crazy. And now having rumors... Just that everywhere. I was in an interview with a radio station from South Africa this morning, and they're like, we're so hungry. Tell us what's happening. This is truly the hope of the nations that we're mm. seeing breaking out. People need Jesus in this hour. We know that there's no other option. And I love what the message is here. A lot of it, they're talking about a beautiful gravesite. Just dying to self, saying, Lord, is there anything else I need to surrender? Mm. Just an actual mm. rule coming back. There's no famous pastor here, no famous worship band. No one is known. Everyone has just come for Jesus. And that's what makes it so beautiful. And I believe that this is just the beginning. The Lord spoke to me because I'm a more miracle signs and wonders ministry. So I was like, God, okay, there's worship, there's repentance, there's this. I said, where's the miracles, the wheelchairs, the dead coming back to life? And he said, Lindy Ann, my word says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, I will heal here from heaven. He said, that's what's happening right now. This is just the beginning. He said, and then I will heal their land. And and I believe this is just the beginning mm. of what God wants to do. He's pouring out a conviction spirit. So we saw in Brownsville revival. People were lining up from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. It was a seven-year revival where there was just a conviction to holiness. And out of that came all these supernatural ministries. And I believe this is just this is just a beginning. And it's going to happen all around the world. Amazing. Uh, uh, ben, get her. What's her social media? How do people follow her? How do people follow what's happening in Ashbury? And of course, how do they follow you, Ben? Well, the Asbury's, uh, you can look up the Asbury University. I believe they actually have a live stream. They had one going yesterday. Uh, Lindy Ann, how can people find your stuff? They need to see. If you don't know Lindy Ann, you need to. How do they find you? Well, my name is Lindy Ann Hopley. You can find me on Facebook, Lindy Ann Beautiful Witness Ministries. But you can go to my website, beautifulwitness.com, and all our links are there. And this is really what it's about. It's about becoming a beautiful witness of what you've seen and what you've experienced because Jesus lives in us, and he's like, Somebody let me out. Amen. So find me there, beautifulwitness.com. I love it. And mine's at Ben Burkwam, B-E-R-G-Q-U-A-M. We're going to be going from here. We're going to be heading to Ohio, the place that Joe Biden has not been yet, to that disaster zone, Real America's Voice News, americasvoice.news. Uh, this is what it's all about. Every one of us, we're part of the body. We're called for such a time as this. Amen. Ben Burkwam, Lindy Ann, thank you very much. Uh, honored to have you on here. Ben, talk to you later about East, uh, about, uh, East Palestine. Thank you, sir. Okay, stick around. The second hour is about to start. We've got Ed Dowd. We're going to walk through some math that's going to blow you away. Zero Hedge has picked up the story. We've got the Mike Adams from Natural News. He's going to talk about what do we got to do to detoxify out there in East, uh, East Palestine for the folks out there. 
Father Frank Pavone, and a couple of surprises. Next hour, short commercial break. Only in the war room. Everything's just beginning, but the games you want to play. Bring it on and I will fight to the end, just watch and see. It's all started, everything's begun, and you are over. Cause we're taking down the CCP. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 